joining us for this podcast series from Citadel Chambers, a leading and progressive set of barristers specialising in crime and situated in the heart of Birmingham. We'll be taking a close look at the issues that impact on the cases the barristers deal with in court. If you're a barrister at another chambers, or if you're thinking about becoming a barrister, you'll be interested in our special podcasts about the working lives of the barristers at Citadel Chambers. I'm your host, Rebecca Harding, and I'll be joined by a range of experts from Citadel, from Queen's Council through to their junior barristers. They can all be contacted via the Citadel website, citadelchambers.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. here with Rupert Jones who's a criminal barrister. Hi Rupert, how are you? Hi Becca, good thank you, yeah, how are you? I'm great, thank you. So how old are your children? Um, I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Oh wow, so you're still up a bit at night though when they're in. (laughs) Yeah, 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 we're getting joined in the middle of the night every night. Oh I remember those days. So tell me about your situation because you you do do an awful lot of the childcare at home don't you? I, I do, yeah, um, and also the the school run. Um, my my wife has a bit like a barrister; she's not a barrister, but her job means that her hours are really unpredictable, and she can be halfway across the country till quite late at night. So, so generally, responsibilities upon me to pick up the kids from school, um, and then obviously bring them back, give them tea, put them to bed, um, while still trying to sort of keep a, a trial going or preparing work for the next day. Wow, I'm quite impressed by that, actually. I've never managed to do all that, I think, successfully. So um, how, do you, how do you manage to fit it all into the week? You know, how, how do you juggle all that and make it work for you? Um, good question. Sometimes I get to the end of the week and not entirely sure how I've managed to do it. I suppose, um, like anybody with young kids, you just um, you have no choice and you just find a way, really. Um, some of the time I, I just ply the kids with biscuits and chocolate and try and escape <laughs> to my sort of office upstairs to do a bit of work. Sometimes I just end up... To, you're not supposed to confess that publicly. We all do it. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I just, yeah, there's no other way of dealing with it sometimes. Um, quite often I'm, I'm preparing trials whilst watching Peppa Pig. Um, awesome. I love that. That's another way. <laughs> So do you find um, that people you work with are supportive about your situation with their children? So people in when you get to court and so on, if you have to leave? Um, generally, yes. Um, it's not always been the case that there's sometimes when I've had a hearing that's um, going to be running late and, and I've had childcare issues because I've got to get back. Um, you try and get the message through and, and you're told, no, sorry, you've got to stay until um, the hearing's finished. Um, which is, you know, I understand that that's, that's part of the job. Um, but generally, if you let the court or court staff know that you've, you've got to be away for a, a school run, um, usually they're, they're pretty supportive. And a lot of judges have young children or they've been in that, in that situation before. So um, they're quite sort of generous in how they deal with it. That's really good. Then are they really understanding about a man taking on that um, major role? I mean, things have changed a lot in society, um, even in the sort of 10, 15 years since I had my two. But do you feel that people are more understanding about it and about a man doing it? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, And I suppose in a way it almost surprised me about how understanding people were about it, because I'd seen other people in chambers before I had kids um, some of the, the female barristers and, and see the issues that they had. Um, and so when I sort of 
became um, found myself in the same situation as them. I, I did wonder if people would think, well, he, he's a man, you know, what's he doing? He doesn't really need to be doing this. But actually, no, I, I found people have been um, really supportive. So one of, one of the, the more modern things about the, the criminal justice system, perhaps, is their outlook on, um, on caring responsibilities. That's really good to hear, actually. That's great. So um, do you think it is a profession now that is a good one to go into if you, you want to care for children or have that in the back of your mind? It's not a profession that means you, you can't have um, children. I, th- I think I've got to accept that um, my practice at the moment is limited because of the responsibilities I have. Um, but if you're in a, a set of chambers like I am, and I'm really lucky with that, that um, they will sort of work around um, my my needs and where I need to be and, and so on, um, then it's not too much of a problem. Really, the, the main problem for me is is that I, I can't go to courts that are way off circuit. So I can't be doing trials in London or, or Manchester. Um, so yeah. that means that I've had to turn down some work and, and turn down some, some really interesting cases that would have advanced my career. But at the same time, um, I'm just happy sort of doing the job that I, I do and doing it on the Midland circuit. No, that's great. So you mentioned your chambers there. So has Citadel been really supportive? And in what ways have they supported you? Yeah, they've been really supportive. Uh, and the main way they've supported me is is by changing my diary around. So if, if, uh, if I've got a case that's listed at court far away, they'll phone the court and try and ask for an earlier listing. Or now, obviously, we've got the video technology. They'll um, try and uh, make sure that I, I can attend via video if possible. Uh, and if a, a case comes up where um, there's a case listed in, in London or something like that, then um, and I can't do it, they'll, they'll accommodate it and get somebody else to cover it. It's quite it's quite difficult for the clerks to do that with all the other sort of members and requirements that they've they've got to deal with. But um, I, I found them really helpful. That's brilliant. So thank you very much, Rupert. That's um, been really really interesting and great to hear that you have so much support. Um, and I'll leave you to Papa Pig with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Becca. Good to speak to you. All right. Bye. Cheers. And I'm here with Suzanne Francis. She's also a criminal barrister based in Birmingham, and she also served in the army. So, Suzanne, do you use those tactics with your children, the ones you learned in the army? Every single day, Rebecca, every (laughs) single day. I don't think I could cope without having been in the army with my two. I have a six and a five-year-old. They're a a handful, (laughs) to say the least. Everybody's got such young children and mine are quite big now, so I feel I feel quite guilty because they're all going through such a hard time during COVID and mine aren't too bad. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I think it's difficult anyway, but the minute the pandemic hit, it was just impossible <laughs> absolutely impossible oh, um, thing. tell me about your situation with childcare. so what's going on for you at home well i've got so i've got the six and five year old and and one of them is in uh, year two in school that's the eldest benjamin and then evan is in reception Oh. And um, they, it's not too bad when it's a norm when it's normal times, <laughs> non-COVID. They go to school, but they go very early. They go to before and after care, and um, and, and it works reasonably well. But as soon as the pandemic hit, it was initially three months of them being at home because my, my husband's in the military and um, initially they weren't classed, um, and I think people would be quite surprised by this, but they weren't classed as key workers. Yeah. Um, right. Barristers obviously were and 
our local school unfortunately insisted on two key worker parents so I had about three months of trying to juggle doing hearings remotely with my children screaming in the sun outside <laughs> I'm sure the judges didn't mind at all <laughs> my dog barking on one side the children screaming on the other and um, me desperately trying to um, I, I was I was sitting in a bedroom upstairs trying to hide away from them on a gaming chair with a lectern on my lap trying to appear professional um, whilst constantly Constantly being on edge that the children might at any point burst through the door. Um, so, yeah, it was. You have the gaming going at the same time. So <laughs> that would, that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. So, so now um, this this time round, um, the military were cast, classed as key workers. So they both went to school, and I was able to at least um, uh, carry on with my with my hearings remotely and then go to court and it works all right but but things are probably going to change in September when my husband gets his next posting he's going to be away quite a bit more um and we're going to have to try and find extra childcare. um and I'm probably going to have to start working just on circuit which is a shame because it means it reduces some of the cases you can do it reduces some of the some of the sort of work you can do but it's such a juggle at the moment that I can't think of any other way around it, really. Yeah. So do you find that having that split role of being a mum and a barrister is, is quite pressured for you? Yeah, I think I, I think I know it, I, I know it's a stereotype, but but the mum guilt of a working mum is true. Um, I know that too, sorry. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is very real. I, the, I, I know that they're quite proud of me, which is sweet. You know, they like to yeah. they, they like to tell their um, friends in school, "Mummy, put mummy puts the baddies away. Mummy's like a superhero." Oh, um, now, of course, they don't know that I also defend, so we keep that one quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but but they like that role. When they see the police, they say, "There you go, mummy. There's the police. You you help them, don't you?" And they like that, which is sweet. Oh. But also, they they often will say things like. Um, Oh, you, you've not, you, you're always last to pick us up, mummy, and things like that. And you just think, oh, that's so awful. Yeah, yeah just, just stab you in the heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, why aren't you at sports day? And you just, oh, because the judge wouldn't release me for your sports day, darling. <laughs> you know, and that can be, that can yeah. be quite tough. Um, I, I mean, I find it, because obviously I've got to as well, and I've always found the stress quite difficult in terms of juggling their emotional needs as well yeah. as the practical. You know, there's times where they walk in and you know they need you and you're right in the middle of a deadline or you know for me but for you yeah I try to have this sort I try to have this sort of period between five o'clock and half seven where it's all about them um no work's allowed and uh, every evening they get my undivided attention for those couple of hours <laughs> And then it's all back to normal. Um, as soon as they go to bed at eight o'clock, I've got to go back to, to doing my work again until quite late. Yeah, and it gets tiring, doesn't it? It gets really tiring because that, that period of time, you'd normally be able to get your work away and maybe relax. But instead, you start at eight till midnight and it's, it's long evenings. It really is long evenings. So Imagine. So yeah. do you find your colleagues are supportive about your situation with the children? Well, I think now... Uh, and I also think at the criminal bar, there, there's a lot of females as well. It's not to say that males don't have the same issues as well, because um, an awful lot of them do. Um, but I think that the criminal bar has a heavy percentage of females. And so 
many of us are in the same boat and that that helps um within our chambers um they've always said you know it's your, your mental health important your uh, work life balance is important and and that's helpful that that is helpful yeah but but occasionally um i don't think it's always understood whilst you're doing cases so you'll have a judge simply saying right um hopefully i can have a written argument on that by tomorrow morning and you think Oh, it's parents' evening tonight, <laughs> but there's nothing you can do. You're in the middle of a case. And so two in the morning, you'll finally finish and then head off for work the next day. And that's very hard going because you, you simply can't just say, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I've got children. You can't do that. So that's quite hard. That's quite a hard. Yeah, no, yeah. I can see that. So, I mean, you, you mentioned your chambers there. So in what ways have they actually helped you at Citadel? What I've had to do and what I'm, I'm going to have to do again in September when my husband moves to his next posting is I, I often have to say for this week, um, I can only be on circuit only. I can't do four hour round trips because um, the childcare isn't available. They've always understood that. They simply mark my diary on circuit only. And from September onwards, it'll have to be on circuit forever, I think, um, which essentially means courts within an hour. And I think that that's helpful. They, they understand and, and um, they accommodate that um, and also look out for you to try to find the work for you um, within that area. So that, that's been really helpful. And that's something I think when you're self-employed, you can say, which perhaps people who are employed can't do. So, yeah, that, that, that's good. I don't know how I'd have coped if I'd stayed in the army because with a husband in the army as well it yeah. would have been both of us being sent <laughs> here and there and I, I just can't see that that would ever have worked very well so I am so, glad I went back to the bar. Yeah so just in terms of the, what's been happening during so you've had a lot of online hearings do you think they work and if so do you think they're good for people like you with children to look after because it allows you to do cases that maybe are through a distance and keep the work sanded up because you, you were saying earlier that you think you don't do the kind of cases that might progress your career more because of the limitation of the travel that that can happen yeah that that certainly can happen with at the moment the hearings remotely have actually been brilliant and they have definitely dragged the justice system kicking and screaming into the 21st century which i think is brilliant because we never did any of these we never did any remote hearings we would travel we would do 4 hour round trips um to travel for a 10 minute hearing um, you'd spend all that petrol, all that time, and you might simply be setting a trial date, which was a 10 minute hearing. Mm. Um, you can now do four of those in one day and without, without leaving the comfort of your own home. And it, it's really good for that, really helpful. But what they haven't done, which I know in certain areas, um, civil employment, they haven't, and I don't think, I don't think we would want to, they haven't moved trials remotely. So you always physically have to go to court if you're doing an actual trial, um, because obviously you've got the jury, defendants, yes. witnesses. So ultimately, you probably still are restricted. Well, well, for me, I'm restricted in, into where I can where I can go. I suppose it would depend if your partner has a job where they are perhaps at home more. Maybe you wouldn't be as restricted. But for me, it, it, because of my husband's job, he you know he has to be on parade at eight o'clock. There's <laughs> there's not really. Yeah. So it's probably a mixture of the job itself, but also my personal situation, I suppose. Yeah, no, I can see that. So just to finish, what ideas have you found that really work for you? So what are your top tips to new mums out there who are barristers <laughs> or new dads and 
and yeah. might be looking at a career and doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, I I think you have to be re- for me. You have to be really strict with the time that you have for your children. So I have always had my two hours in the evening where no matter what, there's no work. But I've also have no work Saturdays. I have to have no work Saturdays. No matter how much work I've got, I have to say that that is entirely a day in which it's all family day. Um, it's all pre-pandemic. It's going somewhere nice, taking them somewhere fun. Um, not just going for a one hour walk <laughs> like these days. Um, but yeah, so, so just ensuring that you have the work-life balance um, because otherwise you will go a little bit crazy and you will also just, just sort of um, <laughs> fall down in the mum guilt. So I think it's really important that you keep some time for them where it's not just about about your job and you you just have to really have time management um and make sure that you you don't let it take over because it is quite easy for it to take over yeah i think that we're all guilty a bit of that and i, I think after covid it's been even worse you think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all yeah. resorting to the late night glass of wine to get us through i think <laughs> if only it was just the one <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant Suzanne. thank you so much for your time thank you rebecca so I'm here with the director of Citadel Chambers, John Binks. So tell me, John, how many barristers are actually juggling childcare issues here? Uh, I would think probably um, between 10 and 20 percent of our membership are affected by by childcare, and and by that I would say in that 20 percent, it's people that have to consider the children. Um, and I would think 10% we've actually actively got to make accommodation to enable them to uh, properly try and develop a practice. And so why, why do you think it's important to actually do that? Why, why is it important to you as a chamber to help those people and accommodate their needs? Well, I suppose we, we've, got a, we've got a twofold uh, obligation. Um, uh, firstly, obviously members of chambers expect us to support them in in developing their practices um, and we are a diverse practice and we want to accommodate that diverse membership so from our point of view we've got to do the best we can to assist them uh, the yeah. second issue is because of the way in which the barristers chambers operates um, members contribute through their income to the running of chambers yeah, obviously, uh, yeah. so to be fairly hard nosed about it we want to maximise people's practices uh, because if we don't um, we lose money uh, chambers lose money and other members of chambers will have to pick up the slack for the lost cash effectively yeah, and I suppose there's also the investment that you've made over the years in people as well. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I suppose particularly, um, you know, and, and although, you know, it, it shouldn't be, unfortunately, uh, quite, it, it is quite often the case that the, the burden of, of childcare seems to fall uh, on female members of chambers. Um, yeah. And, you know... Apart from but, Rupert. Apart <laughs> <laughs> from that. But, you know, by, by the time uh, members have got to that stage, as you say... We've, we've invested in them. We've probably taken them through pupillage. Uh, they've probably had five or six years of practice. Yeah. And then they may get to the point where they're considering having uh, children. And obviously, we, we do not want to lose people at that stage. No, absolutely. And so do you have, um, from their point of view, do you have some formal policies in place so that when they join chambers, they know what they're getting, they know that they have that kind of support? Yeah, well, obviously, we, we have, uh, we have uh, policies regarding diversity. We have specific policies 
regarding uh, parental leave, uh, for example, uh, and those policies are made available to to, to everybody. Um, but you know, the, the the bottom line is essentially the clerks will will try and support people within the normal constraints that they may have, and those constraints may may vary fairly radically. Um, from member to member, depending on what their home circumstances are, and, and we, we we have members where um, both uh, both partners uh, in a relationship are members of chambers, and obviously that's right, potentially yeah. far more the, the, the most difficult because yeah. they're both in the position of trying to conduct a practice. Yeah, and you've got to work out who's more important in the relationship, <laughs> how you juggle the. That, that's far from that's far far above my pay grade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I'm interested in you saying about um, particularly the women seem to pick up the childcare still, and and of course in the criminal bar the numbers of women are not as great as the numbers of men are there. So do you think it's important that everybody sort of really takes a serious issue? This is a serious issue because of the numbers of women. Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's an issue that's considered seriously right across the bar. Um, you know, from from the bar council down, and and the reality is, if you look at numbers coming in, uh, there are more women than men coming into the profession. Uh, but really, once once we look at sort of um, between five and ten years yeah. uh, call onwards, that's where you you start to see two things: a we see a drop off in physical numbers, and we see a drop off in the career development. Of of right. women with childcare, um, and and that that is obviously an issue of real concern. Oh, absolutely. But do you think it is just down to the chambers to make provision for people with childcare issues, or do you think it's the whole system that needs to, to yeah, look I mean, at this? Yeah, I mean, it's far more it's far more complex than simply saying that clerks are responsible for checking the work that members are doing and making sure that work is allocated fairly. Obviously, we try and do that. Um, but but the, the problem is far far wider than that. Ultimately, you know, we we are a criminal chambers. Therefore, our members are operating in courts, and the, the limitations that are created um, because of child care issues are really limitations that are ultimately driven and controlled by by courts. Uh, yeah. We we don't list cases. We try and influence when cases are listed. Uh, less and less uh, we are able to do that. So. Mostly, it's 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 the court that's driving it, and and you know to, to get down to brass tacks, if it's a situation where um, we're approaching four thirty yes. in, in a trial, uh, and uh, we have a, a barrister in that court with childcare issues, you know ultimately they are put in the difficult position of having to stand up and say, look, I I yeah, want to go, please, or tough. sitting and keeping the mouth shut, you know, yeah. and not a situation, we, you know, we think, I mean, in an ideal world, the, the judge would be asking those questions and not putting the obligation on, on the barrister, um, you know, and, and I think we are moving in that direction in some areas, but not nearly as quickly as we need to do. And that's reflected by, as I said, I, what, what really seems to be a continuing loss of experience uh, at, at that level, particularly from, as I say, female members of the board. Yeah, it's something that I think is seen right away across the industry, not just in the farm, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, that's really helpful. Thanks ever so okay. much, John. That's been really interesting. Thanks, Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Citadel Chambers, a leading and progressive set of barristers specialising in crime and situated in the heart of Birmingham. 
you want to get in touch with any of our speakers in this podcast episode, then please visit our website, citadelchambers.com. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please talk to us directly to obtain professional advice.